Hey, welcome to the C3 Auckland podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, head to c3church.org.nz. We hope you enjoy this message. I've been around long enough, some of us have, that I was around for, you know, the good old days slash the bad old days uh, of of church. Uh, You know, we we always had amazing things happening, but we've had a few uh, issues along the way, as we do. And here tonight is uh, one of my good friends, uh, Ross McCook. I'm, uh, you know, I'm pretty happy to have this great family in our church. Let's give it up for Ross. And uh, <laughs> and here's what happened in the in the good old days slash bad old days is that we 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 both got saved or were part of these two great churches, amazing. And and was it in Glenfield Road? So in Glenfield Road, who would have thought? Deep in the heart of Glenfield, um, you know what comes out of Glenfield? But these two. Um, Steve, yeah, I did too. Um, these two great, great churches, you know, for the, for the time in the 80s, these two amazing churches. Um, our one was called uh, the North Shore Faith Center, and, and your guys' church was the Revival Center. So it was, it was kind of like these two centers, one, one of, and it was just this great, maybe not so great Christian rivalry <laughs> where we sort of didn't like each other. And they were both great churches, you know, like, you know, they might have had revival, but we had faith. <laughs> and, uh, and like, there was sort of like a, a sort of a low level mutual respect, but a high level sense of uh, <laughs> arrogance, maybe. I don't know. Like, <laughs> we thought they were a bit caught up in some doctrine. And you, what did you guys think about us? About lukewarm. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you what, you know, uh, it was, it was, and here we all are in the same church. So good, so good. Um, and that just shows God, you know, God can do great things despite us all uh, at times. Praise God. And, um, but you know, God's bringing us to a greater era you know that's what I call I call it the one church era back in those days every church they thought they were the guys they were the guys that had the revelation for planet earth and everyone else was just really struggling um, you know and I think I think we've all come to a point now praise God where where we realize that we actually need each other and God's created us to do great things together and representing this church, I had the honor just this week uh, to, to help, you know, we're helping usher in a new era. And it, these things don't happen quickly, but we're working on it. And uh, where Pastor Sam Monk and myself went around the country and just um, talked in, in Christchurch in Wellington uh, about this coming summer having open heaven in uh, Auckland, Wellington, Christchurch, in Dunedin. Imagine that, a unity prayer, not only across our city, but across our nation. So cool. And that is representing you guys. Our church is part of this move of, of unity across the city, and God is doing great things through it. These guys have heard about it and said, man, we all heard about what happened in Auckland. We want to be part of it. We want to be part of it praying together so God is doing this new move and you know I want us to all be part of it you know when I when I walked into that great church and it was a great church um the North Shore Faith Center it was like a little bit better than no. 
<laughs> just kidding, bro. <laughs> it's not even there anymore. We had a bit of a moment, and the whole thing kind of exploded, imploded, and that's actually why I came to C3. So, because you know, uh, I had no church. Yeah, came back from a music tour, and my church had just blown up. Yeah, <laughs> that was. <laughs> So we're going to work hard to just keep this one together. You know, do our best, man. We do our best. Um, you know, but when I, when I came to Christ in that church, I, w- I was the opposite of in unity. I was actually in disunity with, everybody, with the world. <laughs> I was disunified from the world. Uh, I'd, I'd left school. I'd left home. I was out of relationship with my family. And I was out of relationship with all my friends. So I was just on this solo journey of, of chaos and mayhem. And I, can I tell you, I, I'm sure you know, but it's from my experience, disunity doesn't feel good. It, do, it doesn't actually make us feel good at all. It doesn't produce the good things in our life. It actually produces isolation and, and angst and anger. And... And that's why, uh, you know, since coming into church all those years ago and going through the ups and downs, you know, it's a big, it's a big day for any Christian when your church that you love just blows up, just <laughs> gone. I literally went down the building. It's like, I'm here. And it was, just, it was gone. And uh, I was working at a music store, and they said, hey, come to C3. We, we need some people in the band. And, and that's how I got here, which is cool. So, you know, an invitation is, is quite powerful. I get some some guy invited me to play music at the church, and uh, you know it's 29 years ago, and that's why I've, I've become so committed to this idea of unity because I know what the opposite is like, because I know what disunity produces, and I've seen the power of unity to build together. Even here tonight, guys, and we you know we've got so many extended parts of our community in different locations and different cities, you know. Pastor Trent and Jade tonight with, with uh, Pastor Aaron Hardy up there. They're doing two services for the first time. And, and, and you know, Fiona and I are about to go across and, and encourage our team up there in Cambodia and see the new building that we've built and the other new building that we've leased up there. It's going to be exciting. I pave the way for all you guys to come on missions trip in October and, and be part of this thing. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, you look around and... and I've always said this in church. I, I absolutely believe it with all my heart. You know, one of the great things about God is that if you hang around with him, he just, he just connects you up with the greatest people. And that's what you're going to find, you know, as you hear today. Don't, don't be afraid of, of unity like it's some big conforming sort of um, sledgehammer. It's actually the hand of God leading you and, and, and joining you together with the most incredible people. And that's been... My experience. I mean, you know, you have your moments along the way, and there's a few. But don't don't be put off by people being silly, because God is actually doing something wonderful in your midst. He's setting you up for the greatest era of your life. You know, He's the one that's committed to your success. Sometimes we're not even committed to our own success. You know, we undermine ourselves left, right, and center. But God is the one. He's the one. You just got to remember that He's the one that formed you, created you, even when we get ourselves horrendously off track, God's, he's there just going, okay, uh, let's come back to the center, to the, to the track that we started off on. You know, he, he's, he's unbelievable. 
in his faithfulness to us, his commitment to us. Come on, can I get an amen here tonight? That's our God. That's our God. And uh, I, I got to get moving. But, um, and, and so Romans 12 here, I want to bring this, uh, just this great scripture that, that brings some of the elements together of unity. Romans 12 and verse 10 says, be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. That is an amazing scripture. Out of, these, out of the scripture, we get four incredible qualities of unity. These four qualities will transform your life. You know, I'm just going like, you know, we should do a series on, on this thing because it's so powerful. Loyalty, honor, passion, and service. If you could just get those things rolling in your life, loyalty, honor, passion, and service. So I want to talk about it. Loyalty says be devoted to one another in love. God doesn't want like a Christian club. People paying subs and turning up to club meetings. He doesn't want that. He's like, don't come. That's what you just don't come. He wants, don't, and, and, and let's never reduce church to that. Sometimes I hear the way people talk about church, you know, just out there about church. It, it's, it's why I got off Facebook in the end because I just couldn't handle just, just seeing this, you know, this verbal, just people having little rants online and bagging the church. And this is, this is, this is the thing that Jesus laid his life down for. The church that somebody could walk in one day, some auntie could walk in and see her, you know, little nephew just give, give his life to Christ and have her prayers answered. You know, just this place that's open for people, uh, whoever they are, you know, to come into the house of God. He wants, it's not a club. He wants a family, a healthy family that is devoted to each other, not just kind of like, oh, yeah, you, you're pretty good, and I guess we've got to go to connect group together. So, No, he, he wants devotion, love, loyalty. And, and, and this, this word of devotion talks about the mutual love of parents and children, also of husbands and wives. So it's like deep love. He's wanting the church to love each other, um, don't get me wrong on this, not quite like a husband and wife in the physical sense, but, um, you know, like deep family connected love. <laughs> I just thought that might be a license for something that we're not promoting. Uh, <laughs> the same love that keeps a family together through all kinds of chaos, and yet they keep coming back together. And sometimes we don't show anywhere near that loyalty to the house of God at all. It's just like one thing, I'm gone, you know. Literally, somebody left the church uh, one time because they felt like I didn't talk to them when I walked down the aisle. I was like, it's just, just too much pressure. I mean, just every single <laughs> I couldn't even get to the Monaco campus to preach because i got to greet, like, all the people. Um, don't put that pressure on each other. Just love each other. Just, just, oh, it's all good. I know that person. I know that person. They're all good. And it gets you through this moment that could have been tough. Uh, God doesn't want people just attending church and then moving on when something doesn't work out. He wants us connected like a family. This is my family. Devoted to each other, loyal. You know, God, God has been so loyal 
to us. I don't, I don't know about you, but he, he's been so loyal to me. And I know he has to you. And he wants us to show that loyalty to each other. It's not like, oh, I just love God. This, this is what a lot of people act like to me. Like, I love God, I just hate all the people. <laughs> or, you know, people, I just take it or leave it, I don't care. Well, that's not the kingdom. You can't love God and hate the, the people. <laughs> God laid his life down for the people. Once you get on with the people, you're part of the people. <laughs> so, you know, he, he, he wants this devotion. You're not going to get the best out of Christianity by chopping and changing. You're, like you're finding something. What you're trying to find is here. But it's also in the church down there, in the church across, it's, it's the presence of the Lord. It's God's plan and purpose. But he plants people somewhere. God's not random. You didn't just get here because you just got up and thought, oh, it's got to go somewhere. It's, you know, just finger on the thing and there it is. No. Everything God does is ordered. You might feel like your life is random, but God, is, if you're following him, is ordering your steps. So I just took that on board. When I turned up to C3, somebody said, hey, you want to come play the drums? And I came and played, and I said, oh, these guys are pretty good. It's all right. Um, you know, we had a cool sort of place, cool venue, and I just stuck around 20, 29 years. 29 years. It's a long time just to hang around. Uh, but I've learned what God can do when you just hang around His, his presence and His people and let, and, and let them love you and, and you love them through the ups and downs, through the stuff. It's just like, this is my crew. This is my crew. This is my crew. Because when you meet people that don't have a crew, a family, friends, People they can call up in that toughest moment. I've taken a few calls. I say this, we should all take some calls for each other. Don't, don't be annoyed by people. Somebody calls you late at night. Like, oh, leave me alone. <laughs> I, I've had some pretty serious calls. And, you know, don't, don't all call me. Uh, but, but if you have to, do it, do it, do it. But, it's a, you know, someone's to take somebody's call in a moment of need is a real, real honour. I've had some people call me and say, I, I really need some help right now. I've had somebody say, I, you know, again, don't all try and come to my house at the same time. But I've had some people say, i gotta, I got to come and see you or else I, something's going to go wrong, seriously wrong. And I understood what they were saying. And I said, just let's do it. You know, like it's an honour to be there for each other, guys. Like to stand in the, in the, in the gap with each other. That's community. That's community. So, you know, here's a few thoughts. I've I got to keep moving here. If, if you're joining us or if you're new to us, don't just attend, um, but plant yourself. Go deep. Join a connect group. Build relationships. Be devoted and stick at it. I can recommend. I've been around long enough now. At least, at least I can recommend the people in this place. I've, 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 you know, I've gone. I've tried it out. I can recommend it. Um, you know, there's some beautiful people in this place, and they're going to do you good. You know, they're going to try their hardest to, to love you and help you and just be an encouragement to your life. You know, anyone can bail out when there's problems. There's no skill in that. You know, my son's going to university, and there's no, there's no kind of university course called, um, you know, like bailing out. You know, but a lot of people are really gifted at it. <laughs> there's no university course. You can't get a job because <laughs> you've got it just sort of bailing out when there's problems. No, no, no. It takes no skill. It takes no skill. But 
but it takes a lot of maturity to hang in there. Come on, to believe in each other. To, to what does the, you know, what does the Bible say? It's it's to a man's glory to overcome an offense. So when you can just kind of wrestle through something together and love with somebody and come out the other end, the Bible says it's to your glory. You're a glorious person because you overcome an offense. And, and to be, I, I promise you, to be here for 29 years, there's been some moments where offense was one of the options. <laughs> it's like, are you serious? Um, <laughs> but, you know, don't, don't go there. This is a dark place. Don't go there. Go to the happy place. Oh, it's all good. They're just having a bad day. You know, don't be so intense with people like, oh, they're just so evil. No, they're not. They're, they're beautiful creations. Of Jesus, they're just having a bad day. Just, just move on, move on. Try it again next week. Fight the urge to do your own thing. That doesn't build community. It just builds a bunch of individuals turning up to a meeting, and that dishonors God. Bunch of individuals turning up to a meeting too afraid to even trust each other. Okay, I'm getting raw now. I'll keep moving. Uh, <laughs> you know, one of the things that has helped me. Uh, over all these years, is just hanging in with, with my spiritual family. And, and I've loved it. And it's been awesome. Proverbs 20 and verse 6 says, Many claim to have unfailing love, but a faithful per- person who can find. You know, let's be those faithful people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you really need someone, who can I call? Who can I call? Come on, let's be, the, let's be those faithful people for each other. If you can become a loyal person, you're like the gold of the kingdom. I promise you. The people in this church, you think about the people in this church that are so loved. It's the loyal people. It's not all the giftings. And I mean, the giftings are good. If you've got both, awesome. Uh, win-win. But, but it's actually the loyal people, the faithful people. The ones that just keep turning up, keep sewing in, keep standing. They're the ones that you want to hang around. Okay, let's keep going. Honor, number two. It says, honor one another above yourselves. The ESV version says, outdo one another in showing honor. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, that's, that's big in today's world. You know, in our Instagram world, people try and honor themselves. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you look at people's um, Instagram accounts and it's just all them. It's just like, here's me looking super cool. Here's another shot of me looking <laughs> a bit crazy and bit, I'm just like seriously just get some people in your shot you know like just that's my advice to everybody with social media just like you and your friends you know it's like that's a really good shot as opposed to just you know 73 pictures of you just looking all crazy and interesting um it starts to look intense and weird and and desperate you know so um don't you know don't, don't try and honor yourself. The Bible says, come on, let's, let's take the lead in honoring other people. Try and honor other people. That's the goal. Because what happens in this, if you try and take honor, because ultimately the honor belongs to God. And you see what happens in this world when people try and honor themselves. I mean, look at the celebrities and you see they take the honor. In the kingdom, what we do is we honor others and we pass it around. It's a little bit like playing rugby. If you hold the ball too long, you're going to get hammered by some six foot, 200 pound guy that's just going to smash you. So, you know, you pass it around. You offload it. 
to others. And ultimately, we give it to God in our lives. <laughs> you know, so, so guys, let's be encouraged with this. Let's, let's, Kiwis find it hard to honor those who have authority in their lives. It's easy to bag the boss than honor those who speak into your life. But I'm encouraging us all. Come on, let's, let's say honor. Let's think about this. When's the last time you honored somebody in your world? You shouldn't even have to think. You know, this should be weekly, if not daily. Can I encourage you, you know, with your text, you know, your connect leader or just anybody that's helped you in life, just send them a message like, you're awesome. Thank you so much. You're incredible. Um, you know, honor people. Lift them up. Don't be afraid about lifting people up. You know, we're, we live in a society that loves to pull people down, but lifting up is so godly. Celebrating people. Outdo one another in honor. Number three is, is passion. It says, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. King David said in Psalm 69:9, zeal for your house consumes me. And zeal is not a mild interest. You know, don't be a person, you've got a mild interest in Christianity. Because it's, it's just so sad when Jesus gave everything. And you're like, oh, I'm sort of interested. It's not an obligation. It's not a half-hearted support. But it's zeal means fervor for a cause, great energy or enthusiasm. And I've preached on this before. The word enthusiasm, one of the definitions in the dictionary for the word enthusiasm means to be possessed by the Holy Spirit. Now, if you're going to be possessed, that's probably the only good one. <laughs> All the rest are going to be really bad for your life <laughs> to be possessed by anything else. But the Holy Spirit is, is something you're created for. The Bible calls your life a temple, and, and you, you're, the goal of life is to be filled by the Holy Spirit. Your temple is created to be filled by the Holy Spirit. And, and in fact, in just a few minutes, I want to pray for that, because even as I was preaching this message, um, because I'm, I'm saying to people, you know, have you had it and you've lost it? Have you lost your zeal? Have you lost your passion? And I was thinking about it. I was like, I want to get mine back. <laughs> you know, I feel like it's so easy through life to lose passion. But passion is what took Christ to the cross. For the joy set before him, the Bible says, he took the cross and scorned its shame. So I don't care. I don't care. I'm passionate. I'm passionate for my people for my people. And we live in an era today, guys, that needs some, some, some of God's people that are passionate for him, that are passionate to live their lives, unafraid of what people think or what their Instagram posts would look like if they really just, uh, you know, were, were true to who they are in Christ. Um, you know, Jesus was remembered for, for declaring his, his zeal for the house of God. And I want to be like that. I want to be somebody that has zeal for the house of God, not just, oh, I just, I had an era where I was looking after the church. And I want to be passionate for the kingdom. I want to be passionate for God. I, I want to have zeal for the house of God. When Christians lose their zeal, it's a sad day for the world because all God has is us, you and I, the body of Christ, the house of God to demonstrate everything that He's bringing, the gospel message, His love, His hope, His faith, His purpose for humanity. He's only got us. And in a few minutes, I, I, I just want to pray for some people. If, if, if you're like, man, I, I just want to get the passion back. I want to get the zeal back. I want, to, I want to step fully into all that God has for me. But just in these closing moments, the last one here is serving the Lord's service. What an honor to serve God. You know, find the joy afresh of serving the Lord. It's not just a service, but it's our purpose. And in this church, 
you know, we, we have this amazing thing called C3 team, which is our serving team. And I've said this in our church. Sometimes people talk about staff and senior team and all this, but I was like, I want the greatest team in our church to be the serving team, the C3 team. And we finished last year with, with right around 80% of this church as part of that C3 serving team. Uh, and so I think you should, come on, give yourselves all a great hand, the C3 serving team, you're part of this thing. And if you're not in it, just jump in it immediately. Jump in it immediately. Start serving. Michael Maiden said last week, everyone has been created by God to solve a big kingdom problem. There's something out there for you. You're not created just as a passenger, just to, just to observe through life. No, no, no. You, you, you're created to be right in there, using your God-given gift to solve a great kingdom problem. And that's what we're all called to do together. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you'd like to know more about our church or to find out what's coming up, check out c3church.org.nz.